Next goal, beat the Cleveland Browns is our next goal. We're just one game at a time. I've been one game at a time my whole career, so uh, the next game in front of us is the most important game. Welcome back to Ravens Recap. Hope you guys enjoyed listening to our thoughts after the Ravens clinched the AFC North by beating the New York Jets. And if you didn't get a chance to have an opinion on what our thoughts were, download that episode and listen to it as well. In this episode, we're looking ahead to this Sunday's matchup, a rematch against the last team this Ravens team has lost to, believe it or not, all the way back in September. And man, quite a bit has changed for both teams since that game, guys. No joke, man. That game was kind of the one where people were starting to say, oh, Cleveland's got it back together. They're going to figure it out. They just took a little bit of time to warm up. And for the Ravens, I remember going out of that episode saying things like, I don't know anymore about this team. Like, I'll believe it when I see it now, just because we were so downtrodden about the way everything played out. So, yeah, it's it's been a really long season since then. Ten whole games, all wins. But this is an interesting game for sure at Cleveland this time. So they get a little bit of an advantage. Obviously, our team is very different. Huge structural changes after that game from a signing perspective of the inside linebackers and Marcus Peters and Jihad Ward and Pecco and all those players that we've been talking about over the weeks, Chuck Clark coming into the starting position. It's been a big change, but this is still one of the teams that I have a, you know, a target on because I, I feel like we got to get a win against these guys to really feel good about the season. I feel like if we lose this game, it'll sour the last 10 a lot more than it probably should. Wow. I like get what you're saying. I just also feel like the Ravens have piled up so many wins in this past 10 games against teams we didn't really think going into the season they'd be able to beat as handily as they have. But yeah, I mean, you do bring up a good point that you don't want to get swept by this team. You don't want to get swept by a divisional rival ever, even though in the grand scheme of things, it might not really matter based on how far you finish in in the playoffs that year. And Cleveland's a really hard team to figure out right now with where they are collectively as a group, how much of a heart they're going to have in this game. But going into the playoffs, the Ravens are going to be playing, are more than likely going to be have to play some teams for a second time who are going to have already seen Lamar in this offense. And we saw the first time that a team had a crack at that. It wasn't really a good showing of, of what, we can expect with that because it was the Bengals and the Bengals have had so many, so many problems on their roster this year, you know, trying to, they were just trying to survive that second game against Lamar. Let's be honest, but playing Cleveland and Pittsburgh for a second time. And then in the playoffs, they're probably gonna have to play some combination of Kansas city, Houston, and the Patriots for a second time. This game will be really beneficial for the Ravens from that perspective. I do think it is funny though, as a division rival, in the short term, that game in September was a huge win for Cleveland that they should have been able to build upon. But in reality, that game was actually a much bigger win for the Ravens because it forced DaCosta and the coaching staff to really plug holes and replace some struggling players with some guys that you just mentioned, Alec, who probably wouldn't have been on this team if not for the fact that that game went so off script from what we were expecting. Definitely. It sucks too because there's some really 
crappy Browns fans I've seen on the internet. But, you know, it seems like what this game is also one of those things that it's just like the Browns almost saw this as like, like, oh, we beat the Ravens, like, we're the best. End of story. There's still some people now I see, and I don't even know if they're actual trolls out there. I'm, I'm sure most of them are, but there's some people still now are just like, you know, the Ravens have had this 10-game win streak. They're 12-2, and two, best record in the NFL. Well, who cares? They lost to the Browns week four. It's like, come on. That's such a bad take. It's just... I, I kind of agree with you, Alec. I'm just like, it would be really bad to lose to this team twice, to have to deal with whatever the outcome is going to be from some of the fans and trolls like that. It doesn't really mean anything in the grand scheme of things because we just need to win one more game to lock up the one seed. But just from a uh, not having to deal with those trolls perspective, it would uh, it would definitely be good to, to get a win against this team and get a pretty decisive team just to shut all those people up. I do want to argue that this is actually a really important win because I don't want to have to go into that Pittsburgh game having to play our starters against a team that's fighting for their playoff lives too. I want to get a second sort of kind of buy, right? Because if you lose this game, not only do you have to worry about like the mojo of why do we lose this game twice to this team in a season, a team that's been struggling otherwise. They are talented in many ways, but they're, they've been struggling and then have to go against another divisional rival in the Steelers who play for the, their playoff lives. No, 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 no. We don't want that. We want to win this game, lock up that one seed, and then Harbs can make a decision about how much to play the starters coming into the final game of the season. Yeah, I definitely hear what you're saying. It's just so interesting now, as I was talking about last episode, that starting with this Sunday's game, despite the fact that the Ravens have the playoffs and the division wrapped up. You're going for the one seed now. You really, in some ways, the postseason starts on Sunday and because the Ravens have to solidify that the postseason runs through Baltimore, which obviously gives you the best chance of winning, despite the fact that we have seen Harbaugh take several very good Ravens teams on the road and make it very far in the playoffs. But... If the Ravens can't beat Baker Mayfield and company on attempt number two, how's the? Are we expecting the second matchup against Patrick Mahomes to go if it comes down to that? Right, and it's also like the silver line would be like, oh, if they lose, it's like Harps can be really inspirational and you know, like get them riled up. You don't get too confident, etc. But primarily, I just I'd rather, I'd rather just win. <laughs> Gotta, <laughs> I think the team's just been, win, baby. They've been pretty focused. They've been pretty focused. Like I, I think we'd be okay. Uh, I do worry about that because I I will say that their demeanor. You know, they definitely look like they had fun after the Jets game. They they seem really happy. And I was kind of like a little ticked off about how they play in a way. So I was kind of like, you can't be so happy about this, guys. Like, come on now. <laughs> Nobody cares. Work harder. Like, come on. Don't get too don't get too excited, right? Like, but we'll see, man. We'll see. It's this is just this is a real pleasure to watch, and I, I, I'm getting anxious. I just want to see it happen. Like I was telling Peter the other day, it's like when uh, Michael Phelps went to the 2008 Olympics, and everyone was expecting to break all the records and get all the gold medals. And it's like, all right, that's kind of where we're at with this team now. It's like we want you to break all the records and and get it all. And now we just have to see him do it, and it's like you're just anxious to see it happen. All right. Well. Looking at it one game at a time, so we talked about how the first matchup against the Browns went terribly, so 
I mean, I'm looking at it, and I'm looking at some of the things that went wrong for the Ravens in that game. And the big thing that stood out, I mean, the offense did not have their best game, but they still did decently comparing them to average offenses in the NFL rather than the above average offense they've been for vast majority of the season. The defensive side of the ball is really what lost the game for the Ravens. Just really poor tackling, and it just seemed like the Browns just had something going that game with Jarvis Landry had over 100 yards receiving, and Ricky Seals-Jones, of all players, had like his biggest game as a pro. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was just awful to see. Chubb just completely ate, <laughs> ate our lunch money. <laughs> he ate our lunches, took our money. He, he was running all over that defense. It's it's been said before, man. It was just one of the worst one of the worst showings that the Ravens have ever had at a home game. Nonetheless, it's still a little bit worrisome. You know, we've talked over the last couple of weeks that we're still in some situations not setting the edge very well. We're still vulnerable to some of those runs, so it makes you a little bit worried that Chubb is definitely one of those players who could take advantage of that sort of stuff. But I do have to think that the defense has got to remember what happened in Week Four, and they're not going to want that to happen again. Yeah, I was actually listening to. Uh to 98 rock on the way home and they had uh they had hayden hurst on talking with the uh the djs who do the the evening show i think they were at horseshoe they were talking about the game and before they even brought up the score i mean hurst just said you know he brought it up right away he's like yeah we lost that game 40 to 25 i think it's still fresh in these guys memory that this team came in into the season and they acted like they'd already won the division before the season already started and before the game Earl Thomas you know said that it, the guys took exception to that and they were tired over the offseason of of hearing all these things about how great the Browns were supposed to be and yet despite the fact that they were seemingly super pumped up to show that they were the class of the AFC North still fell flat on their face so it still was one of the most bizarre outcomes of a Ravens game ever but these guys have a lot of pride they've got a lot of confidence running through their veins after this 10 game win streak. You got to think that a lot of that's going to carry into this game on Sunday. And, you know, like Alex said, you know, that's the motto. They haven't proven anything yet. Super Bowl hasn't happened yet. So they got to just keep doing it week in and week out. Another big change going into this game is that we just talked about Chubb running all over us. Well, now they have Kareem Hunt as well back from his 10 game suspension. So we'll see if, uh, he plays a big part. I'm curious to see that that pairing. Yeah, I think it's a really good test for this uh, this rush defense that in the past couple weeks, Bell, he, he didn't eclipse 100, but still 87 yards is a bit much for him this year with uh, him not really being, or not seeming to be 100% himself. You know, we talked about Mostert a couple year, weeks back. He had gashed the Ravens' rush defense. Devin Singletary had a good game up in Buffalo. So now you've got an offense that has two running backs who have made the Pro Bowl within the past couple seasons. I think it's going to be a great test for this Ravens' rush defense to have both these guys that they need to contain and yet still have to worry about the potential threat of you know Odell Beckham and, and Jarvis Landry on the outside. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, after the the <laughs> the seemingly uh, p- 
poor news that we've seen uh, for the Browns. A lot of interesting things coming out of Browns camp, a lot of rumors and speculation and stuff like that. But you did see that sideline exchange between uh, Landry and, and Freddie Kitchens. And I don't know. You just have to wonder if those guys are going to be completely dialed in for this game or not. I know it's a division game. I know it's you know it's important. It's obviously important to the Ravens. They're going to be fired up. They've they've got a little bit of a revenge game going here. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know about the Browns. I don't know. <laughs> they seem like they're. Uh, I don't know. Kitchens just doesn't have the locker room. So we'll see how dialed in they are. Well, another thing we might want to talk about is basically the Browns' defense. So, I mean, we talked earlier and said the Ravens offense didn't have a, they didn't have like a terrible game against the Browns defense, but it certainly wasn't one of their better games this season. And I think one of the guys who had a lot to do with that uh, will not be playing in this game, Miles Garrett, (laughs) because of uh, (laughs) more uh, Browns camp fiascos this time, obviously what happened against the Steelers, (laughs) him (laughs) knocking out Mason Rudolph with his own helmet. I... (laughs) I still can't believe that that play actually happened. I don't know about you guys. It was just one of those things you just look at. You're just like, really? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's just a symbol of their whole season, man. It's like <laughs> dysfunctional as anything, losing their temper, not executing correctly. Yeah. That's still such a bizarre play. What's funny, though, is like I, I felt like I remembered Miles Garrett being a pretty big part of that game back in September. I'm actually looking back at that game right now. He only had one tackle. No QB hurries. The stat sheet isn't the only thing that's going to show you what they did in that game, but that's actually looking like, you know, along with the Ravens holding uh, OBJ to just 20 yards on two catches, like one of the things that actually went well in the game last time was uh, making Miles Garrett a non-factor. Yeah, it's interesting you bring that up, Peter. Like you said, Miles didn't really have a good game, at least on the stat sheet. But uh, the rest of the defense actually had a pretty good one. Looks like that they had four sacks in that game, a handful of QB hits, a couple tackles for loss. Uh, a lot of those guys were generally disruptive and you know, really just cut down on our ability for our offense to create those big chunk plays, whether it was in the run game or, or kind of through the air. I also recall that we thought going into that game that we thought that we would have a better opportunity to pass against those guys because they had a couple injuries in the secondary. And what do you know, we just had a heck of a time trying to pass up against them. So it'll definitely be interesting to see. I feel definitely a lot better that Miles Garrett is not going to be playing this game because he generally just is a force regardless. I'm also happy just to know that Lamar won't be assaulted with his own helmet, but it's difficult to say uh, whether we're going to continue to have the success that we've been seeing the last couple of weeks against the Browns. Yeah, that is a good point you bring up. Lamar Jackson did finish the game with 247 passing yards last time, but a lot of those yards, well, I shouldn't say a lot, but close to a fifth of those yards came in that last drive of the game, the garbage time where he had the those couple passes to Hayden Hurst and that long touchdown pass to Sneed. So, That's right. you know, really arguably it was Lamar's worst game of the season was was that game against Cleveland. And defensively, I mean, the Browns scored 40 points in that game, and I'm looking at their schedule. The only team to have allowed the Browns to score more points this year, I mean, 40 is a lot. How many teams are going to give that, are going to score that much this year? Except the Ravens, you know, we've had a couple. But the 
Browns put up 41 on Miami, so that's not terribly <laughs> oh, good man. company to be <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> but, yeah, I, that kind of also seems to add to the flukiness of this game. But, I mean, sometimes, sometimes just that stuff happens. I mean, if we remember back to 2015, Pittsburgh won the division that year, and they made it in the playoffs. I forget how far they got that year. But they got swept by us, and that was the year that everyone was hurt, and the Ravens went 5-11. and 11. So, I mean, sometimes good teams can just have a bad matchup against a team that's otherwise not good. <laughs> but this is a, a Browns team that has definitely been on the downward turn these past three weeks. They did have a mini resurgence with wins against Buffalo, Pittsburgh and Miami, as we just mentioned, but they lost to Pittsburgh in round two, beat Cincinnati, but not convincingly. And then I don't know what happened to them in Arizona on Sunday. That was Arizona's not a team that's doing terribly well right now, but they just did not have a good showing there. Yeah, another thing for me that I think is going to be a key matchup that we didn't have in the first game is really secondary is is going to be looking a lot different than when it did week four. So Jimmy Smith wasn't playing in that game. He was injured with that knee injury he suffered in week one. Obviously, we didn't have Marcus Peters on the team, so he's there. He's another X factor that you have to account for. And, uh, you know, generally just everybody's playing a lot you know, more well together. Chuck Clark is obviously there filling in for uh, Tony Jefferson, who also played in week four. Uh, Tony's not here anymore. Chuck Clark's been playing very well. I've, I have a feeling that, that this game is going to look a lot different. Hopefully the outcome's a lot better, but it's definitely going to look a lot different than when it did week four. So I'm excited for it. It should be a good matchup. Yeah, I think that last point you brought up is, is really interesting when you think about it. Last year, we saw the first game against Cleveland in week five or whatever it was be a huge defensive battle where I don't even know if I'd call it defensive battle, but both offenses were not having good games and that one just came down to an overtime game that looked like it might end in a tie because neither offense could put together a succinct drive. But then the last game of the season that the Ravens needed to win to clinch the division was an offensive shootout. Just look, both teams look totally, totally different and not saying it's going to look that different on Sunday. But yeah, when you have two divisional teams that so much has, has happened in between. I mean, it it basically feels like that game back in September happened in a different NFL season. Both these teams do not feel like this is is still 2019, if you want to say that 2019 was September. Yeah, the only thing that's the same is those horrible Baker Mayfield State Farm ads. <laughs> <laughs> they're right up there with the, uh, the Champus here NFL commercials. God, they're garbage. <laughs> Yeah, I'm very surprised that those those commercials have been uh have been running throughout the entire season and it's the same commercial every time. Yeah, it's just like I guess it's not bad advertising for like was it advertising NFL shop. So like obviously like you're going to have these teams, the same 32 teams every year. <laughs> you're going to have new fans that want to buy this merchandise, right? That's fine. 
that's fine. But when you have that music set to it and you're like, oh yeah, you know, these teams should be the class of the NFL. And when they're not, you know, that's obviously the commercial was made in the off season and <laughs> doesn't hold up that well. <laughs> kind of like a uh, second half of the season, Monday night football matchups. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Fortunately, those don't, those don't get flexed out. Also another, uh, another note, apparently it's those commercials are for progressive, not state farm. Regardless, I don't think anybody wants to see Baker Mayfield uh, mowing mowing the lawn at uh, First Energy Stadium. Man, that's how bad the ads are. I didn't even know what company it was for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, I think with that, we can transition over to our uh, bold predictions, score predictions for this week. So I'll kick us off. I don't know how you guys feel about this one, but I'm feeling that the – Defense wants to make a statement here. They want to show that that week four game was a fluke and they want to cover this thing up. My bold prediction is going to be that I think Ingram will have more yards than Nick Chubb. And I'll bet five on that one. Yeah, that's an interesting one to bet on because this Ravens offense, some weeks Ingram gets a a lot of carries and a lot of opportunities to do his thing and then other weeks it's maybe a little more a little more gus bus or a little more passing than we would expect so yeah i think i'll i think i'll match you with that though i think that that's a i think it's a good take and i think there's a good chance that that happens and and five is a pretty good number for that <sighs> i want to make it interesting and not make it five so i'll, I'll up the ante on that and i'll go with six <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so I mean, I had a couple things with this. Although, actually, now that I'm looking at the weather here, it looks like it's supposed to be sunny, 43 during game day. So, good weather conditions, all things considered. So, Lamar will probably be passing a little bit more. But uh, no, initially, I was thinking a couple of things. One, Ingram's had the opportunities, but he hasn't had the yardage over the last couple of weeks. Lamar's actually outrushed him for a lot of games uh, recently, and you know, with that season coming to the close. I feel like we want to rely on Ingram a little bit more. I don't know. I just feel I, I feel like he's he, he's got to have a game. He's got to have like more of like a breakout game, increase his stats a little bit. We want to make sure that he gets a thousand yards. I know uh, Lamar is pretty big on on uh, making sure that he gets all of his carries. He doesn't really give a crap about you know his own personal stats, but he wants to make sure his guys have the guys have the stats. So I think there's that, and I think you know like I said earlier. Ravens defense wants to show that that week four game is a fluke. I think they're going to come out strong and hopefully limit Chubb. Yeah, Mark Ingram needs 37 yards to get that 1,000-yard season. And I know that Lamar said that at the end of the last game, that he really wants to make sure he gets 1,000 yards. So next game should be the game regardless, but let's hope for a big game for Mark Ingram. Lamar, <laughs> Lamar, your, your sights are too small. You need to make sure he gets like 1,200 yards. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> That'll be hard, though, because... Uh, they win this game like we're all hoping they will they probably won't play ingram at all against the steelers or very little at that well then ingram will have to get 237 yards <laughs> <laughs> not bad for a running back <laughs> <laughs> that it would not be all right so for my bold prediction i was gonna go along the lines of what chris said and I think the Ravens want to make a statement. I think they keep Baker Mayfield under 225 yards passing. I'm going to give that four points. I could see it. 
Honestly, given his season, though, I'm not sure if I'm going to bet on it because I feel like it's more likely for him to have a volume game in terms of yards but have more turnovers. Yeah, that's a tough one. Let's see. How many yards did Darnold have last week? 218 yards, just a hair under. Yeah, I'm going to hold off on betting on that one because I'm going to feel, like Chris said, I I think that either this game is close or the Browns are behind big, both of which I think lend towards a volume game for, for Baker. Oh man. Yeah. I know it's bold. <laughs> put, my, put myself out on the Island there. Didn't I? I mean, is it, it's, I, I mean, I think it's like bold, but I also think it's like a, it's like almost like a toss up. It's like 50, 50. Yeah. Fair enough. I'll try to pull up the betting lines, but they're not fully up yet for next week. Yeah. Cause I was kind of curious to see what the lines were, the prop bets. We're currently apparently ten point favorites in this game, which I'm like, man, that's a lot of points. Right. Yeah, I mean for what it's worth, it looks like Baker's thrown for almost thirty four hundred yards this season. That's not too bad. Completion percentage dipped a little bit below last year, sixty percent. Um it was about sixty four last season. But the key here is seventeen touchdowns, seventeen interceptions. Gross. So Yeah. <laughs> so my bold prediction is that for the second straight week, the Ravens are going to keep all running backs out of the end zone. So Chubb and Hunt will combine for zero touchdowns, and I'm going to put six on that. Yikes, that's pretty bold. I'm thinking of a big fat zero for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that's real bold for me. I'm not doing that one. <laughs> <laughs> man two weeks in a row we're just like we're not touching man. that peter <laughs> but wait chris you, you you well we all think that ingram's gonna gonna outgain chubb yeah but <laughs> yeah but i don't know that's that's more on limiting chubb but chubb he's i mean he's still a weapon man especially at the goal line Ooh, yeah I, I don't know it's zero it's also it's zero tds Right. right. If, Rushing, if, maybe, if you would but. say if you would say like under two or under one, I'm like oh, okay, maybe like, but zero, I don't know. And to be clear, like it, it can happen, right? It, it, like if you look at the past couple of games here, I think if I looked at it right, um, I had his stats up earlier. I think Chubb has seven or eight touchdowns on the season. Three of them came against us, so it's not like he's been scoring touchdowns every single game, but. I don't know, given <laughs> given some of our issues against the run and that they've got Chubb and Kareem Hunt that could both you know, do some damage. Uh, <laughs> I'm definitely not betting more than six. <laughs> you know, I think it is bold given who they're playing, but if you look at the past five games against the three have played, you know, they only gave up that one touchdown to, to hide. No rushing touchdowns against the Rams. One rushing touchdown against San Francisco. Zero rushing touchdowns against the Bills and Jets. I do think it's bold based on who they're playing because Chubb is definitely, you know, the only running back of those past five games you could argue is better is a full-strength girly. And Singletary is good, but Chubb's better right now. But I just think that this is a great opportunity for the Ravens to really show their rush defense has finally been fixed and is, is for real now. I hope you're right. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> all right, let's pop into score predictions. 
despite the fact that this game, I seriously have no idea what's going to happen. I think this game could either be a blowout or you're going to see something really close here. It's hard for me to think like how hard are the Ravens going to play this game, if you know what I mean. Do they really want to put more of their offense on tape for teams to study? I'm going to say this game is going to is going to be kind of close for a bit, but then maybe like the late third quarter, early fourth quarter, Ravens are going to pull away and win in a weird scoring game, 27 to 19. 19. Is that like one one touchdown, four field goals? <laughs> it is. I mean, not that that matters for the prediction. Just curious. I feel like 19 is a good like in-between score that that kind of helps me, you know, in, in the tiebreakers. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, yeah, it's only an eight, it's only an eight point spread, but it's not like 27, 21 or like 27, 20. Yeah. All right. All right. I can see that. It's fine. If you don't, <laughs> I'm putting around with this one. I'm going to say just looking at their team. I don't know how I feel about this, but I'll say the Ravens, they're coming in. They're going to make a statement. I'm going to go with my tried and true score, my friends. 31-13 Ravens. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll close it out. Yeah, I can see all that. Just given the last couple division games, like the one against the Steelers, the you know the first Cincinnati game, they were kind of close. I'll say this one's kind of close. But again, Ravens will pull away because they need to wrap up that number one seed. I'll say 30-23 Ravens. There you have it, guys. We all think we're going to get a win after getting defeated by the Cleveland Browns earlier in the season. I think at the beginning of the year, I called for them to split it. I mentioned in the last episode, I was looking back on my Reddit history and I made a comment. People were like, who do you take Baker or Lamar? And I was like, knowing everything I seen, you know, (laughs) preseason, like not even preseason. I don't think at that point I was like, I guess I take Baker. I regret that immensely because I always thought Lamar had a higher ceiling, but I didn't know if he was going to be able to take that step. And I think, that Chargers game really put a bad taste in our mouth, right? And, and I made the worst worst take ever. I wanted to like delete it off the internet. <laughs> I was so embarrassed by it. But <laughs> I, 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 like I mentioned on the last episode, I had to admit that uh, huge, huge following. I now have a big trust, uh, or Belie, rather. I have a Belie, um, that, that picture like looks like the Obama art. <laughs> right where he had hope i had the belief of lamar since like the beginning of the season i have a bunch of uh stuff up in my cubicle and um you know lamar truther 100 percent now 100 percent back on that bandwagon after losing some hope after that that disappointing playoff game <laughs> so i just wanted to i wanted to be honest with you guys reveal myself to the listeners that i, I did make a, a grave error beginning of the season and there you have it guys listeners we thank you again for listening week in and week out enjoying this epic Ravens season with us. And we'll be back next week, hopefully celebrating the fact that the Ravens have locked up the number one seed in this year's playoff tournament. And until then, enjoy the game this Sunday. One more thing. One more thing. I wanted to make another shameless plug, guys. If you're listening to this, do tune in, actually, for the offensive recap of the Ravens on film study because I actually been invited by Ken to be on that show. So it'd be really great if, you know, show some love for Ken's awesome show about film studying the Ravens. We've talked about it on this show many times. 
It's a really excellent podcast. Really gets into the X's and O's. He does great work over there. So I just want to throw that in there. That we're recording on uh, Christmas Eve, so I think it'll be released maybe Christmas Day <laughs> or something. I don't know exactly, but it'll be something like that. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh man, we, like we totally forgot to bring that up earlier in the show. That would have been. Uh, would be cool to do that but yeah i was just gonna say two other things one if you guys are listening to us and you haven't listened to film study baltimore like what the heck are you doing <laughs> like <laughs> they're a great podcast well, i just want to echo everything alex said there and uh yeah man you're gonna be great on it i know it's gonna be a little bit nerve-wracking but uh yeah, you'll, be, <laughs> you'll be good you'll be good thanks man how do i feel uh it's cool, you know. It's pretty cool, you know. Give me the mic and let me interview some people. You know, I like it. It's pretty cool, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Y'all be careful. I'm coming. You know what I mean? <laughs> nah, <I'm just> <laughs>